pelota que se extiende, el bofo que la pelea, aquí aguanta Bautista, el disparo, golazo, golazo, Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. Today I'm joined by Flo and Rigo. What's up guys? What's going on man? What's going on guys? You guys feeling after last night? Tired? <laughs> sleepy, yeah, sleepy. Yeah. Bro, it was like two. It was two in the morning. I was still up. Yeah, I knocked out like two thirty. I was just too hype. It was like couldn't knock out. I, I think I fell asleep in the 89th minute for about three seconds. <laughs> Yo, I was definitely dozing off like, like, like the 70th minute. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it all the way through. But it felt like penalty kicks the whole time. So I was like. I gotta push through. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll get more into that. But um. All right. So I, I wanted to start off the episode by uh, bringing up the article that um Arthur Gisasola wrote about us, the Cuba del Norte podcast. And it was a. Uh, if you guys didn't get a chance to read it, I'll tweet out the link tomorrow, after we tweet out the podcast episode. But basically, just touched on um. Millennials and how they how their effect how Liga MX MX is trying to reach out to Millennials if they're making any effort and um, People that watch Liga MX is it getting lost like comparing it to other leagues in Europe EPL But um, if you guys get a chance to read that you should definitely check it out Did you got you guys read the article, right? Yeah, I did I read yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I read it too. What do you guys think? I think it's I think it's dope stuff, man. That's it's it's cool that you know what you guys are doing is being recognized. I think uh, like there's a lot of there 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 aren't many outlets, you know, out here that are that are trying to promote English content for League MX for millennials. Um, so I think it's dope that people are seeing it and they're recognizing it. Yeah. yeah, when he when he reached out and um, I was like, when he reached out about it, I was like, wow, cool, you know, people people are listening, so that's always that's always cool. Yeah. Disclaimer: uh, the article is in Spanish. I yeah, know we're, we're we're English <laughs> podcast, but the article is in Spanish. So if you don't if you don't speak English, ask your parents. Yeah, ask, ask your dad to ask your dad to read it for you. <laughs> It's probably gonna call you a pendejo for not knowing how to read in Spanish, <laughs> but ask him. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Arthur for uh, writing that article about us, and then uh, move on. We'll move on to the last week's midweek game: uh, Chivas versus Tigres. Do we have to? Yeah, we got him, man. The good and the bad. <laughs> well, Chivas got smacked three nil, and. Um, I mean, starting that game with the lineup that Almeida put out, you guys, what do you guys expect? I mean, go ahead, go ahead. I, for the past couple of weeks, every lineup that he puts out, I'm just like, what is going on? Um, but you knew the Thieves was going to come out with everything, like every team that plays Chivas, and then that lineup that he put out was bad, was not good lineup. Yeah. It was like it was like early Copa MX lineup. I just I didn't think we were gonna get smacked the way we did though. Even with the lineup. I still didn't think we were gonna get we were gonna get smacked like that. Yeah. I was I was optimistic. I mean, Diaz before then, now now ever since that Chivas game they're in the form of their lives again, but before then they weren't playing that great um football. Um, and we still have Polito out there. We still have some some nice pieces out there. So I was optimistic, but that that first Guignac goal, where he just bullied his way into the box and scored that goal. I was just like, oh, okay, gonna be one of those games. It was a little bit of a push off. Some people say they both pushed off. I think he pushed off more, but we're not gonna <laughs> cry over spilled milk. I think Masuto um, got bullied, man. He did get bullied. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they just 
it felt like Tigres was playing at a, at a different gear than Chivas was. Yeah, I think starting off um, before the game, I I had hope. I would I would have been happy with a tie coming out of a out of Monterrey, but once I saw that back line, it had a uh, Basulto, Marin, and Ponce. I figured they they were gonna need to have practically a perfect game to not be destroyed. And then like at the ninth minute, like we said, Basulto gets bullied by Chinak on the corner, and he burns the header. But I that's think, why, like, I wish this game would have been played later on, like, after Copa MX. Like, maybe, like, in two weeks. Or or this would have been the last game of the season. Because, like, like Chivas was coming in. It, it, had we played when the referee strike had happened, we would have had a fresh team. Like, not as many. I think, I think Pizarro was still available at yeah. the time. Um, Tigres weren't, we weren't were, playing well. Tigres weren't playing well, and we were playing well. And um, I think it would have been a better matchup, at least for us. That's why, like, yes, we lost 3-0, which is still pretty bad, but I don't think it's reflective of the state of both teams. Uh, unfortunately, our 3-0 loss helps, Tigres, helps propel Tigres, who hadn't won, I think, in like three weeks or something like that. Um and for us, we kind of floundered a little bit, um, but I just feel like it's not—it's it's not really indicative of what these two teams would match up if we we're both fully healthy, mid-season form. Yeah, I—I I, I think the score is a little uh, misleading because, like, the first half, it was a after the goal, it was a even game, and then even like. 20 minutes into the second half, it, it still wasn't like a lopsided game. It wasn't until like the 70th, 70th, I think, yeah, the 70th minute that the just turned it around and it was just like an onslaught and the, the two goals came. But I think a, Tigre, a healthy Tigres and a healthy Chivas team is a, you know, you get a different result, it'll be a different game. But like you said, I think the, the, ref, the ref strike definitely influenced the game and changed the, the way the teams played. Yeah, I mean, I think I think had the, had the teams both been healthy and, and you know had it been back you know a month ago, I think I'm not gonna sit here and guarantee a win because I'll I'll it's very difficult for me to guarantee a win. I'm just not that optimistic. Yeah. But I think it would have been a, a lot closer game. That it wouldn't have been a three-zero smacking like that. Yeah, there would there wouldn't have been uh, no need to start Basilto Marin or Ponce so. Like right off the bat, it, it would have been a different game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you would have had your 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 regular back line. I mean, you would have had you would have had a full team. Yeah. Um, and they would have had a full team too. So, we 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 have to take this loss with a grain of salt. We have to, you know, as as Chivas fans, we have to say that you know, the team was tired. Uh, we were pre- we were prepping for bigger things. So. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll take we'll we'll take our we'll, t- we'll take our L respectively and, and keep it moving. I just hate that we lost the Tigres. That one of my really good friends is a Tigres fan. He's from Monterrey, and uh, he 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 didn't talk any smack to me, but like he talked smack to some of my other friends. Yeah. Um. So, but I knew I like he could have talked smack to me. We just we just have a very respectful relationship, but um, could have easily talked smack, and I I, I would have had nothing to say. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, we move on from that L. And then, a couple of days after that Tigres game, Chivas has to go to uh, Estadio Hidalgo and play Pachuca, who also hadn't been uh, playing too well. And um, we take a point out of that game. Uh, I think you said, uh, Rigo, you didn't get a chance to catch the game, but uh, low, you caught the game, right? Yeah, I watched it. Um... Again, I thought Chivas, like many times this year, had a lot of possession, was threatening early. They had a few nice long shots that I thought were going to go in, had a nice few opportunities, but just couldn't get that goal. It seemed like they dominated a lot of the first half. 
Um, the second half was a little bit different, but the first half they really dominated. You thought that goal was coming for sure, um, but it just it just never came. Yeah, Calderon was. I think Calderon took like two, three long shots that just went wide each time, like barely went wide. And that you know that gave us hope about scoring, but um, it didn't happen. And then the second half comes along, and then the wear and tear that all these games have had on the players starts to show. You got you got players cramping up, and then you got injuries. It's uh, you know, it started to show, and that's when people started to worry about like how how healthy are our players and what can what's gonna happen if we just fade out in this season. Yeah, and then didn't we get a, a red card in the second half? Yeah, Para uh, El Tortas got a red card. I think I think it was a justified red card. So. Yeah, I don't remember much about. I I just remember tweeting like that wasn't a red card. Might have been, <laughs> might have been me uh, at the moment. But yeah, I remember seeing it live. I didn't think it was a red card. Didn't he um, come in as a sub? I mean, I wasn't watching. I was I was following on Twitter though. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he had like just twenty minutes. No, not even. Maybe like yeah, no, it was. Minutes. Yeah, it was less than that. I thought he had just come on not too long ago. And he got a red. I mean, it sucks because like the previous game, it was Gallito, right? He got a red card. Yeah. So he'll be back this week, but now we lose my man Tortas <laughs> for for another week. <laughs> Um, it's just like we can't can't catch a break. It 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 definitely it definitely felt like we were like floundering a little bit, like yeah, especially the, after the, the, the red card. Yeah. Um, like, yeah we were, we're, we're just game, trying so to hang on. We we're just trying to hang on to get that point because uh, before that it felt like if somebody was gonna score a goal, it was gonna be Chivas. But then after, after that red card, it just felt like Chivas was just trying to hang on to that point. Pachuca was pushing forward, Chucky was pushing forward, everybody was pushing forward, and look, and then that's when uh, Cota had his uh, had a lot of his saves near the second half of that second half. Yeah, Cota had uh, seven Big saves game. on twenty-one shots. That was man of the match for sure. Yo, they're gonna they're gonna charge us so much to buy him. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, he man is man. <laughs> I really God. like Cota, I really like Cota though. Like, yeah, he's a. I, I don't. There's no way we can't. We have to like buy when him. when Donio left. Like I, I didn't even care because like I'm like Cota's so much better. He's older, but he's so much better. Yeah. Um, he but Pachuca's gonna try and definitely try and get us for at least like 15 million dollars for him or something like that some ridiculous 15 million so yeah. some ridiculous they they're gonna have to give it. us they, they're gonna have to give us Guti if they, if they want that much money I'll, I'll take Guti <laughs> I'll take him too <laughs> I mean then uh, at the 89 oh wow that, I just that got, game. So I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you guys but I just so, got I just got some I just got some news Saldivar and Pizarro out for four weeks Pizarro too. What? This, this is this is breaking. It just I just got. Wow. To, somebody just texted me this. I'm trying to oh. confirm. Let's see. Let's let's confirm. Live. Let's confirm. We're live. We're here. Oh yeah. It's popping up on Twitter. It says uh. Yep. Pizarro and Saldivar out for four weeks. This is not good. It's not good because that means we have to play Nestor Calderon, who's terrible. Damn, so rushing back Pizarro was a bad idea. Yeah. Well, I remember last night, everybody kept asking, was he ready? Was he even ready to come back? I I, uh, I, know, I, I don't remember who, but I noticed somebody say, like, I haven't heard from Pizarro, like, all second half. Yeah, they didn't, it seemed like they didn't he, say his name or anything. He was, like, invisible. He came in like in the first half. He had like a few good runs, and then like after that, like. Well, he came on because Cello got hurt. Yeah. And then now they're both hurt. 
the killing the killer thing I expected, but I didn't think Pizarro was gonna be out again. Yeah, these these injuries they, they are piling. If if, if Pizarro's is probably like a like a hamstring. Was, was it was it like a hamstring or something like that? Was it in his ankle? Pizarro. Pizarro. Oh no, 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 that, no was, okay. that was a that was cello. That was cello. Yeah, Pizarro. I think was a hamstring. That's like a knee. Yeah, hamstring that hamstring thing. hamstring injuries are fucking tough to come back from. Like you have to like, really like take your time. Um, but then we, we also lost what's his name too. Uh, Jair Pereira to a groin injury. Yeah. Um, that was against Diaz. Conejo. Conejo's back. I mean, Conejo's out still. I think he's uh, starting to train with the team, but yeah, he's they're not gonna rush him back either. This is not good. It's not. It's not good because of how close the table is. Yeah. We like easily go from top half from, to bottom half. Yeah, to bottom half. Like, and granted, we played Cruz Azul this week. Shouts to all Cruz Azul fans. Um, I think yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Actually. We'll talk about yeah. <laughs> um, but no, but we can go from we can go from second to or th- we're not right now we're in third. We can go from third to like to seventh in. In one week, yeah. Um, four weeks. That's mid mid May. They'd be back around like semifinals if we make it to the semifinals. If, if we make it to the semifinals, yeah. Damn. I mean, what? I mean the good the the good thing is that you know a lot of the guys have been playing. I mean, have been because we because because we've been having these injuries anyways. Guys have been stepping up, but. Still, the quality isn't as high as a Pizarro and a Cello. Well, I mean, I feel like I feel I feel. Although I do feel like the Cello one doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um, when, because for a while I've been wanting to just play one up top, either Cello or Pulido. Yeah. And I guess like like in the I don't know. I guess we're, I'm finally gonna get to see it, but. I, I didn't want to see it this way because of this, but I don't think it hurts as much as Pizarro being out. That one hurts more. Yeah. He's our second yeah. half offense. Yeah, Pizarro one hurts because yeah. I think I think him and him and Pineda were were starting to really play well together when they were both when they were both playing together. Um, so. So that hurts. That means we have more Nesto Calderon, which sucks. But <laughs> with what's his name out with with Saldivar out, I means we get to see more trophies because that's probably what he's going to do. He's probably going to play with Pulido up top and trophies behind him, yeah. or or um, play with you know three up top where Pulido's in the middle and then Fierro and um, and trophies on on each side of him. Yep. I mean, luckily, l- luckily, our, our, you know, the the remaining games aren't that tough. But these teams are fighting for the Senso, so and they're playing Chivas. And every time anybody plays Chivas, they're gonna go, you know, try their hardest to win. Yeah, and the the table, man, we gotta keep it, stay up in the top four. That's why. That's you know, that, that, like I always like I have these like conversation with people where I'm like, Liga MX is probably one of the most exciting leagues in the world, if not the most exciting league in the world. Because, look, it's there's like three weeks left, and the table is like, only like from like first to like 13 or only a couple points away from each other. Meanwhile, like, Bundesliga, you already know who the champion is. Uh, EPL, you almost kind of already know what the, who the champion is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what makes Liga MX so exciting. Sorry, it's not Arsenal, okay? I was about to say, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm like watching Arsenal through Chivas now. Everybody's getting hurt. Please gotta, don't, please gotta, don't, please don't, please don't compare four, like... Arsenal to Chivas. <laughs> Do not. Come on. I like to compare. Out. I like to compare Chivas to like 0609 Barcelona. You know? <laughs> uh, not Arsenal ever. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh... <laughs> oh. Let's uh, move on to the Morelia game. 
Vado is fed up with our Arsenal slander. Man, I don't really care about them anymore. <laughs> I just want to beat Man U on May May sixth. <laughs> Man, you just beat Chelsea, so but Slatan got hurt, right? Well, we're, this is not an EPL podcast anyway, so yeah, yeah, we can we right. can we can move on to Copa <laughs> MX. Yeah, Chelsea top of the table. <laughs> Are you a Chelsea fan? He is. So, Morelia. All right, Copa MX. The lineup, I think it's a pretty good uh, mix of Liga MX and uh, Copa MX roster. They had uh, Jimenez at goalkeeper. He came out with Chapo at left back, which was good. Marin Salcido at center back. You had Ponce at left back. And then midfield you had uh, Calderon, El Tortas, Pineda, and up top you had uh, Fierro, Cello, and Pulido. You guys on lineup, you guys agreed with it all the way? Um, no. I would have I would I would have played Adis. Um I like Chapo. Again, I, I'm not a fan of Nestor Calderon. I just feel like he does not just... I don't know if it's because of where he plays. I don't know what it is. He just provides... I feel like he provides nothing when he's out there. I mean, it's not like we're playing a man down like when Omar Baba was there. But <laughs> uh, I just feel like Nestor Calderon doesn't provide anything when he's out there. Um, I mean, he gave us a solid first half. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. But, I mean, other than that, I think... Those were the only two guys where I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play. Uh, I think it was Ponce. Yeah, yeah, Ponce. I would, I would have played Adis. And... He, he earned that. I think he earned the position, especially in that game against Monterrey. Couple. Who of... Ponce? Yeah. No, he no. Back, I mean, he did, he, he doesn't he didn't he did he doesn't play he doesn't play bad. I just feel like, you know, it was a final. I felt like we should have gone out there, you know, guns blazing. Yeah. And um, and. Not that we didn't. Not that our, not that we didn't have a strong team out there. I just felt we could have been stronger. Um, uh, what about I don't know. what about you, Flo? I mean, I thought it was fine. Um, it, was, it was a good mix of guys that help you get there, and guys that you know that are gonna help secure that that uh, Copa final. But so I really didn't have a, uh, too much of a problem with it. Sure, we could have we could have sent out a stronger lineup. But I, th- I thought it was enough to to win the game versus Morelia. At least that's what I thought going into the game. Yeah, man. We, I mean, talking about the whole game, we pretty much dominated the game, the whole for like eighty-five minutes, and then at the end, Morelia tried to counter us. But um, you know, Morelia had a Morelia had a plan. You know, they wanted to park the bus and get the get the PKs, and that's what. Ended up happening. I, um, uh, what I was afraid that was going to happen was that Morelia was going to come out like the game during the, the season. The league game. Yeah. Press us like crazy. Press like crazy. Which, with that back line, would have been troubling. Um, but they didn't. I guess they were just hoping. I don't know, I don't know if their game plan was to just hope for penalties. I mean, the first half was lackluster. There really wasn't, there wasn't too much. Uh, but it just felt like they they weren't even trying to do anything all game. They were just trying to hold up, keep us off. Again, that game during the during the league was at, in Morelia, and it was on very low standard quality TV, which you know, probably why Chivas sure. didn't play as well. And then this game was under Nivision, so you know you're getting like, high definition. So Chivas was out there playing a lot better. Um, <laughs> Trash, but trash I, tech I, America. I, yeah, it's trash tech America. Um, <laughs> I just, I just thought Morelia came out with a came out with a really bad game plan. So I, I feel like they played for penalties the whole the whole game. Yeah, man. yeah, they defended the entire time. Um, you, you know, you think that they're packing the people in the box trying to counterattack, but they weren't even doing too much counterattacking. They're just like, no, let's just defend. <laughs> Not until the end, like Vado said. At the end, they had a few chances where I was like, "Oh no, not like this," but <laughs> but thank goodness it didn't happen. But yeah, I mean, they they were, they had a plan, and that plan was to get in the box and defend. Yeah, it felt like it felt like 
in the first half, they couldn't string together like more than like two or three passes. Um, and like you said, it wasn't until like the last, the last like maybe ten minutes where they started counterattacking. And I, I felt the same way. I'm like, these guys are going to score, and everything Chivas did is going to be for nothing. Um, and but you know, luckily they didn't. But I, there there was a few chances that Chivas had in the second half. That when when Cello gets injured and and Pizarro comes in, it felt like there was a little bit of a tempo change for Chivas. I feel like that helped the midfield a little bit more. Um, and then in the second half, um, it just felt like Chivas was playing like on a, in, a, in a different gear. Like they were just playing a lot faster than Morelia was, and Morelia was just gonna sit back. There was the the cross to Polido where he heads it. I was like, there was no way that wasn't going in. And Sosa just kind of like reaches out like to the, to like his bottom right and just barely touches the ball and like stops it. Um, that was, that was a great cross. Yeah. That, and that was on Fierro, man. That was Fierro, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that was, I think that was the only successful cross he had all game. But other than that, he could not. He he, he had because he, he was making runs up the right. And although like Carlos Morales was was guarding him very well, he was still able to you know to to penetrate and and get through. El Fierro was penetrating, no albur. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, he you know he was making runs and he but he like it seemed like once he was getting ready to cross the ball like they were either too short, too high, and he just wasn't crossing the ball well enough. Um, but that particular one was a great cross, and Pulido was coming running in, and he alone. He had too. to he was alone. Yeah, nobody. alone. Like it was a beautiful header, and I'm like, it's going in, it's going in, it's going in. And he stops it. Um, yeah. When that when that happened, like doubt doubt started creeping in. I was like, oh man, this is the you know what happens. What what, what happens? What always happens? What's about to happen? You know, the goalkeeper has. The game of his life against Chivas, you know, you think back to Niborio Sanchez, you think back to Volpi, and now Sosa is like, oh man, this guy's gonna do it to us too. Bro, I'm like, I was like, tell me they're not that they, were they, like they're not gonna stop our best chance and they're gonna come counterattack us. And then Chofis, um, he bring, he brought, he brings in Chofis and Chofis has like a one like a, a one on two where he, like he goes right by two guys he, he bends it in with his left and I'm like it's about to go in and Sosa again stops it I mean the the goalie the goalie had a great game he had, he had a great game um Carlos Morales on the right side he might be old I mean I think I asked like is he still playing like he's been around since I can remember he's got to be like 45 years old at least uh he played that final and he played what, against yeah. us in uh Oh six, oh seven, last time we won. He he's, was, he's he been was around. on that Toluca team. He's been around for a while. He's, he's been I around mean. forever, and and he's been with Morelia for like this is probably his second stint. So he's been he's been with them forever, um, and he was still he still played a hell of a game. Uh, I'm, he did foul. He fouled Carlos Fierro a lot, and I'm surprised he didn't get like he didn't get two yellows. He was fouling him a lot. Like every time Fierro would receive the ball with his back to the goal, like Carlos Morales was right on top of him. Yeah, I think um, Fierro kept jumping out of the way though. He didn't want to take that contact, or else he would have, he would have got like carded. But um, Carlos Maria Morales is uh, thirty-seven. Goddamn, thirty-seven and still playing left back. I mean, I mean you can compare him to Sancido. Exactly, like, Sancido. They, it... They're old, but they like. They adapted and changed their game to fit, oh, yeah. to fit their age, Bacan- which is cool. But Carlos Sancido can't play left back anymore. Oh no, definitely not. Oh, uh, he'll get he'll get he'll run get over, burned. Yeah. So we we end zero zero. And what are you guys thinking? There's no there's no Cello, who's a good penalty kicker. There's no Nestor Calderon, who the only thing he really can do is be a spot kicker. <laughs> um. At this time, I'm like I, I'm get, I'm I'm remembering last season. Yeah, the the Volpi flashbacks started. Yeah, out. I'm like I, I was like I don't want Pulido to kick, because last year he fucking he missed. Um, 
And honestly, the only guy that I was confident enough to go in and, t- and make the kick for Chivas takes the worst kick out of all of them. Salcido, um, yeah. Like yeah. I had so much confidence. I had so much confidence in him. It's because what? not because no, he's a I great didn't. kicker, because <laughs> Me but because but because he's you know he's he's the older veteran. and he's so savvy. Yeah. And yeah, and and he has so much experience. I thought he was gonna you know, you, when you're that old, you know how to kick. You know how to kick the fucking ball. Um and and you know he have you not seen him always, kick a ball before? I mean, he always comes close though. He he gives you one good goal a year from out of the box. And, Unfortunately, we got it like last summer or something like that. Um, but I thought he was—I thought he was kick a good penalty kick. Like I, I was confident when he went up first, and he just kind of like floats it to Sosa. Kind of like a duck, man. He put it out there. Yeah. And uh, when he blocked that, it was just like, oh man, the world fell apart. <laughs> yeah. I, cause then, yeah, because then Morella comes up. I don't know who it was for Morella that comes up. And and he scores. It's like, and I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Twitter, Twitter's in meltdown mode. I'm, I was in a meltdown. I was, I was already I was ready to meltdown. Oh, I was drafting um, I I up. <laughs> I put my I phone was, on airplane mode when uh, the PK started. Uh-huh. I, was t- I was telling Flo when I watch um, Univision Deportes. I have I, I subscribe to Sling to watch that. So I always have like a 15 20 oh, second delay. delay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, "Nah, I'm not I'm not finding out what happens." So I put it on airplane mode. <laughs> I came back like 10 minutes after they had won and like everybody was happy, so I missed the whole Twitter meltdown. I uh I was ready to start drafting tweets like, "Yo, Copa America isn't even real. It doesn't even matter." <laughs> it's basically like fantasy like I was like, I was ready. I was like, I was going to react because you got to react. Um, and then who takes the second penalty kick? I don't remember who it was. Um, it was um, Marin. Yeah. Oh, I was definitely not confident in Marin. I'll tell you that much right now. I, I thought I was he was like, going to bury it because if you think of our starting lineup, I don't know why, but our center backs take penalties first. I thought he was going to bury it. I thought he was going to bury it. take the penalties on the starting team yeah. first. So I figured, you know, maybe the center backs are just trained in penalties. I thought he was going to bury it, like, in the stands. That's <laughs> what I thought. And, I mean, he kicked it man hard, and it, it was a little high. Um, and then the goalie was making me nervous because he was, like, really fast, like, moving back and forth in the line. And I'm like, dance, I'm like, man. yeah, yeah. He was making me nervous, and then then he made it in and I was like okay I'm surprised I'll, I'll give him that but I didn't I, 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 I also had no confidence in Jimenez I had no confidence in anybody to be honest I was just nervous I didn't think we were going to win when we had to the kicks I'm like this is this was all for nothing um, and then yeah. Morelia Orbelin um, Orbelin came after yeah because Morelia yeah. comes up and they miss and they miss Jimenez stops it um, and then Orbelin comes up, and he makes it in. No, it really was, good. Was, he he uh, took Pul- a really it was good Pulido. Kick. It was Pulido after. Pul- it was Pulido Marino. before Orbelin. Oh yeah, yeah. Pulido. And, yeah, that, uh, that penalty. I, I, I was like, I, I was having like heart palpitations because the goalie kept telling him where he he was doing the Osvaldo Sanchez thing, like where he would point where he wants him to kick the ball. Yeah, and I was like, oh damn it! I was like, Pulido's definitely gonna do it because that's how, that's that's who Pulido is, you know. He's like so arrogant yeah, that he wants to, yeah. He's gonna put it where you want it, and and then like he put he put it like right next to the ball, the like, pole, the post. Oh man! Like even the goal. But in, um, the Sosa, and like, to be honest, I think <laughs> I think I think if Sosa dives that way, he might have stopped it. Yeah, he he definitely would he would have stopped it because it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a great taking penalty kick it was just he went to the opposite corner yeah, it wasn't it didn't have a lot of power on it, it was just placed well yeah. yeah um but that's the thing like that's what like i was i was just like oh man i was so scared of that penalty because it was Pulido, man like you do that to him he's the kind of guy that's gonna he's gonna react he's not gonna be smart and 
I, I had no confidence in him because he missed it last year. Yeah. Um, if, we, if he would have missed it, I was ready to trade him. <laughs> um, and then it's when Morelia comes up again. And Morelia just took really bad penalty kicks. Like, yes, Jimenez stopped them, but they were just poorly taken. Like, very soft floaters. Like, like they just they, they just laid, they laid him up for, for Jimenez. And even I think the shot before Pineda, I thought they would at least make that in. Um, but they didn't. He managed stops it, and then Pineda comes up. Did we win on Pineda scoring? No, right? Mm, Pineda we, scores, Pineda and then the, they come the, up the, again, the, right? The save. Yeah. save. 3-1 in PKs. I think the last it's, kick was supposed to be trophies, right? Was it? I think so. Probably. I don't um, know if they released the whole. Oh, yeah, the Pineda, the Pineda chip it. It looked like a mid. It was like a half chip, half shot. It just kind of it looked no, like, or he, maybe it was just poorly taken and it just floated out there. Now he placed it like right into the bottom, bottom left corner, like just like perfect angle. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I don't think anybody really took, like, a great penalty kick or greatly, like, a very good place penalty kick. I just think, like, for Chivas, Jimenez guessed better than Sosa did. Um, he was he was on. And, I mean, he, he's definitely the man of the match um, for Chivas, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think, and, I think uh, he deserves a national team call-up. I mean, if, if he if he if he deserves one, then so does Cota. Um, I mean, but nah, yeah. he he played he played great. He managed, you know, he should ride ride the bench if Mexico goes to PKs. Yeah, pull bring a Van, him in. Pull a Van Gaal. Yeah, him like in. like uh, they did with Tim Crew. Yeah, Tim keeping the cool crew. The mind, the mind games. Just put him in. Be like, yo, go block some penalties. <laughs> Better than than uh, what's his face? Uh, who he got there? Um, the guys he always takes Corona and Corona and uh, Talavera. Talavera. I mean, he's better, than, better than Corona. I don't yeah, know why yeah. he keeps taking them. I don't know. Did, did you guys see the goal that? Did you guys see? Did you, did you guys see that the goal that Corona gave up against Puebla in like the last second? No, yes. I didn't get a chance. It, it literally, he let it, he literally like let it roll right by his by his by his hand, like. Like ninety third minute, like it was one one, and they lost the game. Um, and they were winning; they were winning one zero, and they lost the game. But anyways, um, so Chivas wins the second Copa MX under Almeida. Yep. Twice in uh, two. two out of three, yeah. and I think we've at, at the last four we've been finalists. The last four, and we've lost, and we've won two and lost two, right? Last three, no. Before before Almeida, did we make it to the finals too? I don't think so. I could be wrong. I'm wrong before, guys. <laughs> um, I remember we won against Leon, lost to Querétaro, and now we won against um, Morelia. Yeah, I thought it was only three in a row. Yeah, I think it was three. We'll double check that. But, you know, we'll uh, segue into uh, Twitter questions that we always forget to, we always forget to Got answer to. them. <laughs> like every time I end the call, I'll be like, oh crap, the, t- the Twitter questions. And then, uh, oh uh, no, yeah. We, so, so I'm sorry. Before we get there, yeah. So we we lost to Puebla in Clausura 15. We beat León in what in Apertura 15. Apertura 16. We lose to Querétaro and we win. So of the last five, we've been to four finals. Okay. Still a pretty good feat. So that Puebla one, did we lose that to Liborio Sanchez when he was? Was that the game of his life too? I'll tell you right now, we lost four two. Probably. 
Um, the Negatives scored two. Alustiza scored two. Ray. Nah, their goalie was Fabian Villaseñor. No, no idea. Neither. Funny, Cota was playing for Puebla, that, that one. Oh, and Cuauhtémoc Blanco. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's the Cuauhtémoc Blanco final where he, he retired the champion. Okay, now, now I remember it. Yeah, that was that was bad. Everyone's mad he didn't play. I mean... <laughs> so, yeah, so five, four to five. Not bad. Not bad. We, we can now... I'm sorry to interrupt you. You can now move on to the Twitter questions. <laughs> All right, look. So our first one is from uh, Olivia at White Shy. She said, um, how much does the Copa MX really matter? And what does it mean? Olivia, your Twitter name sounds like a Chola name. <laughs> uh, just want to get that out of the way. But what does it really mean? I, I think it means nothing if your team's not in it. If your team wins it, then it's important. Um, and I think that's just how everybody looks at it. Like every 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 other every other fan base is going to say that Copa MX doesn't mean anything. That they play with their second string string team, uh, and they can say that. But if their team had won it, it would be it would be important to them. Is it as a, as a Chivas fan? Am I like super ecstatic? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. It's not like it's not the 12th league title that I want. That's more important to me. I'll give up all the Copa MXs for a 12th Liga title. Um, but you know, it's good to get silverware. Why, why wouldn't it be good to get silverware? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's better than, you know, some coaches that don't have any trophies. I don't know what, I don't know what Flo thinks. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't get why people try to downplay it. So, I mean, I, to an extent I do, but as I, before we can even get these celebratory tweets off, people are hating in the comments. And the and the mentions that it doesn't matter, just doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's silverware. It's a tournament that you had to go through all season long. You had to play the games. You had to win them. And it's at the end of the day, you get to you get to lift that trophy. So I mean, it matters. Of course, it doesn't. It's not a it's not a league title, but it is it is a cup. It is it is silverware. Yeah, I mean, like. You know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, they don't downplay Copa del Rey. Exactly. They go out there and they go out there and they play. And they and they go to win it. They don't always win it, but they, they try to. Teams aren't downplaying Europa League. They go out there and play. I mean nobody watches Europa League, but <laughs> uh you know, they go out there and play and they and it's a cup. They're they're in it. You, you know, you're in it to win. If you're if you're playing something you're playing in something and you're not playing to win, then why are you playing? So if your team didn't win Copa MX. Don't get mad because they didn't win Copa MX and try and downplay it. Be mad that your team wasn't good enough to win. Yeah, I think uh, Copa MX is one of those. Um, it only matters if your team loses it, you know. Yeah. Because if Chivas would have lost, we, you know, everybody oh, would have a big deal about slander. it. Yeah. The, me- oh, yeah. the media was like freaking. Oh man, the media. I'd rather. Off. I'd rather win Copa MX than win. Conquer champions, to be honest. The 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 level of teams you're playing for is better in in Copa MX than it is in Conquer Champions. Right, the Vancouver Whitecaps aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> Vancouver Whitecaps, you're playing against like teams from Honduras. Come on, second division Mexican teams are better than half those teams. All right, and um, I think I think for Chivas specifically, this Copa Mekis means like you know we're going we're winning we're winning stuff again. You know it it means something. It's the first it's the first trophy we win in our new stadium. You know it's um it's something to build on. It's a uh, it's big for Chivas. You know the state the state that they've been in the past couple of years. You know not not winning the league 
you know, we're starting to win this Copa Mekis, you know, it's, uh, I think it's like a, it's like a boost, you know, something yeah, to it's, start it's, us it's, up. It's, it's a step in the right direction. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's not the 12th, it's not the 12th league title, but you make it to three finals, you make it, you're in, you're in four to five, the last five Copa MX finals, you know, it's, it's, the team is heading back to where they should be. And it's, it's reflecting on the league. It's reflective on, on the, where we are in the league table, where we've been all season, and, and then winning the cup, you know? Yeah, and I think it's also a, a reflection of the work that um, Almeida has done with the team, you know? You have uh, basically your reserves are good enough to win the Copa Mekis, or at least get you to the final, and then you sprinkle in a couple of Liga MX starters, and that's enough to win win a tournament. It's, uh, it shows how how far the team has gotten under Almeida and, you know, uh, gives hope for things to come. All right. Our next question is from Tom at Tom H underscore 36. Tom also, you know, if you guys don't know, Tom also runs a, a Liga MX podcast, like not specifically for any team. He, he does like a, a general podcast about every, every week he does it. He puts it out every week, and every week he has like a different topic or a different highlight. It's pretty good if you guys are looking into looking for more Liga MX content in English. Uh, definitely listen to check out the Colorful Kit Extra podcast. I think that's what he calls it. But if you're listening to this, it's on the same channel. Just uh, check out Tom's podcast if you want more Liga MX content. Yeah, Tom. Tom is awesome. I've been following Tom for a while. Pretty yeah, he awesome. does. He's he very, does a pretty good job. I like. And he does. He's, he's very good with like, uh, you know, dissecting formations and styles of play. Um, and he's also in, he's also in England, I believe. Yeah, he he lives in England. So shout out to Tom. I, shout I, I, out I listen Tom. to a colorful, colorful kid podcast extra. Yeah. So. yeah. I listened to it a few times. Yeah, it was it was enjoyable. Just at my job, I don't get to listen to as many podcasts as I used to. But shout out, Tom. <laughs> All right, and Tom's question is: uh, Is it okay for Chivas to have a foreign manager with the domestic players policy? Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah, bro! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> um, I'm 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 all for foreign managers. Whether it be on the national team or whether it be on Chivas, I'm just not for Juan Carlos Osorio. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm 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 perfectly fine. You, you know, you do you do get the hot takes on on especially from Alvarito on uh, on ESPN, who says <laughs> all the time that that um, if Almeida was Mexican, he wouldn't get the opportunities, or he wouldn't have gotten such a you know a, a a long chance to make the team succeed because, you know, Mexicans are treated differently in Mexico. Um, I don't think that's true. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think, I mean, we had Chapolatora twice and he just couldn't, you know, second time he just couldn't do, he, he couldn't do much. Um, but I, I'm, I, I have absolutely no issue with having uh, a foreign coach with a domestic team. I, I definitely yeah. do not want foreigners on Chivas ever. No, um, yeah, I wouldn't want that ever either. Um, but I, I'm perfectly fine with the with a foreign coach. Yeah, exactly. He's the manager. I mean, the the policy is a player policy. I mean, you're not gonna get get mad at a girls basketball team because they got a guy coach. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I mean, it's it's about the players. I mean, if if the manager is 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 foreign, I'm completely fine with it. I I mean, I think it's I think it's better for Mexican soccer to bring in foreign coaches. Yeah, you know, um, players learn players learn different styles in different styles exactly. Yeah, next different styles. Foreign managers bring you know. I feel like in Mexico we are stuck. Like you get stuck with the same group of coaches, Busetich, La Volpe, like, and yeah. it's just like they're just playing coaching carousel, and like, so- soccer doesn't develop, and the and the players don't develop. 
Um, yeah, they just recycle coaches and and yeah, and the guy Mackey's like, oh, he doesn't. I mean, has been coaching for like five hundred years, forever, forever. Yeah, like every, I don't even know where he coaches anymore, but I'm pretty sure he's a head coach somewhere. Um, so I'm I'm perfectly fine. Like if one day, you know, after Almeida wins, you know, like the fifteenth Liga Cup, and he then he's in coaching Mexico, and they want to bring in another, um. Another foreign coach, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. All right, Tom. So we have no problem with foreign foreign managers. I think I think think Tom just wants to come coach in Mexico, and that <laughs> that's what that was like his like way to get in, um, get our approval. So you're, 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 saying, cool you're, you're cool with us. You're cool. with us, Tom. Come on over. <laughs> so Tom wants to coach Chivas. Confirmed. I think so. I think I think he's a Cruz Azul fan, but Ooh. he he probably wants to coach Chivas. I get it. I see it. Cruz Azul fan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. We'll, we'll no let him repick. Time. We'll let him repick. Yeah. And then uh, our last question is from Victor at Kazazazaza. I think. Yeah, man. Yeah, and then uh, his question was, uh, how much value should we give this cup? And I, I think that just ties into the, the first, the first question, question that we got. Yeah, so I think we answered that one. Yeah, bottom line, give it as much value as you want. If you want to hate on it, hate on it. But I think I would have wrapped it up pretty good. I mean, it, it means something for Chivas. It means that we're heading in the right direction. Yep. And uh, this weekend, Chivas is heading out to... Uh, La Capital to play Cruz Azul. Who did you guys see what they what their fans did? They hired, I was actually, they hired that uh the witch or whatever they call her. I don't know how you say it in there. The bruja? Yeah, the bru well the bruja and basically witch in English. And they uh how do you translate that into English? The La Limpia, they said una limpia. Cleanse? Yeah, yeah they, like, cleanse. They like cleanse the, the team. They had like a freaking uh a cow head in front of the headquarters and is that what they were like, doing yeah they, I, I just they i just saw it right now that was like i was like what the hell i thought they were like barbecuing or some shit <laughs> <laughs> i just saw they're like making, a cow head i thought they were making some fucking barbecue or something i don't know <laughs> you know what's funny is like i was you know how they need, maybe some be having their like back behind the scenes specials they did one on supposedly like the stadium that they play in is like jinxed or something like that. It's like haunted, like somebody died during the construction. Um, that's why they're pushing to get a new stadium, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, I'm looking at it now, and they had a cow head there, a pig head there, and then a head of a, a devil head. And this lady's like, I don't know what she's saying, with like palms in her hand, like, I don't know. Dude, I thought it was a lit ass tailgate. To be honest, <laughs> my damn, this started on Earth. The game's not even until Saturday. But if we lose, you know, oh, this God. weekend, that means it worked. That means then we it got, worked. then we gotta hire her. <laughs> we gotta hire her to come heal all our players. For real, work some magic on uh, Cello Pizarro, Cisneros. Everybody. The predictions for week the weekend game. Mm, I think Cruz Azul is just playing. They're not playing bad. They just, they just have no luck. Uh, so I think we'll win two one. Mm, out of respect to Tom, I'll say we'll win one zero. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll go with a one, one nil win. I just, uh, I'm worried how they'll come out with uh, all the new injuries, how the offense is gonna look, how we're gonna look offensively. That's, uh, that's what I'm worried about mostly. We'll see. Oh, and another thing Cruz Azul did for this game was uh, jack up their prices. Of course. They like, they like triple the triple ticket prices. I think. They thought Rigo was coming to the game. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who wants to go watch Cruz Azul? Like, 
they know the Chivas fans are coming in town. No shade, Tom. Like, absolutely. <laughs> um, but. I mean, that whole you know, franchise they, they, is, a, is a mess, man. Like, also on Twitter, they're, like, blocking. They're blocking everybody. They block Carlos Hermosillo, their top scorer historically. How do you block, like, you, you block the club legend? What kind of what kind of Why, was he was he talking was he talking smack about the team? He criticized them. Uh, I forgot what he he said. I forgot what he said, but it was like a it was a legit criticism. And then he tweeted out, "Wow, I'm, I got blocked." <laughs> and they've been they've been blocking reporters and uh, bloggers, everybody. They they're like I don't know. That franchise is just a mess. Who knows? Mm. I don't know. I don't, pay, I don't pay much attention to him. Yeah, neither, but I will on Saturday. <laughs> so we should win. <laughs> Wait, did you did you did you give a prediction, Bato? Yeah, one I nil. went one nil. Just because I'm worried how how we're gonna look offensively. If we were clicking, I would have said three nil. Uh, I was worried about the Bruja. That's true too. I think that's more worrying. They should like... put her out on the field to play. To be honest, <laughs> it reminded me. Um, this is off topic, but I forget what league. Like uh, one of the players did like a little bit of voodoo on the. I don't know if you guys ever saw it on Twitter. It went viral for like a couple days, but the guy did like a little spell on the goal line, and then like five minutes later on the corner kick, they scored. And the goalie was so pissed, he started chasing the guy that did like a little spell on the, on the goal line. It was hilarious. And then it came out that that league officially banned voodoo from, from the pitch. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. And I'll re- I'll retweet it through the the QS the the Twitter account. But I'm I'm definitely gonna find that. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. Like, but you know that. That happens. Liga MX might need to ban Brujeria from from games. That shit don't work. That that the Brujo Mayor have been predicting that Chivas wins the championship for mad years and we never win. So I know I know that don't work. <laughs> <laughs> he he always predicts Chivas wins and we never win. Uh, just a little a little Chivas related story. Um, I think it was ninety seven or ninety eight. Chivas was playing in the finals against um, Necaxa. Mm-hmm. Home game is at like the, the second leg of the championship is in in Guadalajara, and uh, let me look. I don't remember the score, um, but El Brujo Mayor um, predicted that Chivas was going to win the final. I remember. I remember talking about it. I was. I had to be like 13, 14 at the time. Um, and so everybody's confident. I mean, Chivas is playing at home. Um, and what ends up happening? Chivas come out and they, you know, they throw, they, they do a dud. They end up losing the, the final. It This had just been around like Thanksgiving time. Um, and so my mom, like, it wasn't the exact weekend of Thanksgiving. It was a weekend, a couple weeks after, but we hadn't had Thanksgiving as a family. So my mom is like, I'm going to do Thanksgiving dinner for the final, right? So she cooked like this giant like feast, turkey, everything, all the fixings. We, me and my dad decided to watch the game before we eat, <laughs> right? Chivas loses the final. Nobody eats, bro. My mom was so mad. She's like, how, how are you guys not going to eat? Like, it's just soccer. It's just a game. It's not a game, mom. It is not a game, <laughs> and that is my brujo. I, t- I tied it in to the brujo mayor thing. I remember, I remember them him predicting that Chivas was gonna win. But, uh, yeah, man, terrible. Hate, I hate when sports ruin like holidays or like day events. Mm-hmm. Nah, his his family hasn't celebrated Thanksgiving since. <laughs> we don't. We just doesn't even exist anymore. Eat McDonald's and shit. <laughs> Man, I've I've had a few very disappointing finals. Let me tell you guys. I'm a, I'm also a 49ers fan. So 2012 Super Bowl, through a Super Bowl party, Oof. they lost. So 
But anyways, she was makes the final. I'll be there. Win or lose. Preferably win. We gotta start start looking into that. Maybe we'll have a live episode from the stadium. We def we definitely should. Hey, we'll go hang out with Tom Marshall. Yeah. He's dope. Yeah, Tom is dope. Shout out to Tom. We'll bring some cow heads and everything. Good. <laughs> yeah. Make make barbacoa outside the stadium. <laughs> sounds sounds like a plan, guys. All right, let's uh, wrap up, guys. Uh, let them know where they can where they can find you guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can find me at the real flow on Twitter, uh, flow thirty one on Instagram, and at tckfc on Twitter for some golazos from our pro club team. <laughs> Uh, you guys can find me at r.a, that's r-d-o-t-a-y-e on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. You can see all the food I eat on Instagram and all the hot takes on my Twitter account. Oh, and shouts to the guys from the Cantina podcast who were hating on the Copa MX. Uh, I think his name was Beto underscore ATX. Whatever, bro, when I see you, his hands. Um, <laughs> Putting a bad name no, for Texas out there. I know. Yo, what's up with that? He's probably an America fan or something like that. Hurt. Uh, Might take that forty-five minute trip up. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay. get some barbecue and throw some hands. Fuck it. <laughs> and then enjoy some soccer. All right. Um, Pod- but yeah, podcast beef. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good way to start, but you know we're out here. Hey man, we gotta get those ratings up. <laughs> it's like when Fifty Cent came out, he was dissing everybody. How to rob? Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at underscore dos uno. And of course, if you're listening, you're probably already following the Chivas del Norte podcast. But if you're not, give it a follow at Chivas del Norte. And we'll be back, hopefully this weekend, after the Cruz Azul game, after we win. (laughs) Uh, Later, guys. Later, man.